Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm BJ, and this is Halloween. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, BJ has a new World of Warcraft microphone, everybody. <laughs> I do, and it's really cool. Like, I really enjoy this mic so far, if you couldn't tell. he It looks really cool. I t- So... I sent you the microphone info a while back and convinced yeah, you. You're to the get reason it. I know about this. Like you sent me this telling me it would be really cool. And now I convinced you to get it, but now that you have it, I don't even play World of Warcraft, but now I really want it. And we were talking about before we hit record that I'm probably going to buy one as well on my next payday. <laughs> it's it's expensive. It is two hundred dollars for the mic. Um the Yeti it's a Yeti blue mic. And what's really cool about it is that it's not that much more expensive than the normal ones. And those are good mics anyway. But this one comes with software that lets you do those voice changes. It has some real-time uh, audio adjustments and things like that, that you can see on the mic that you can adjust your waveform or your your gain and things like that and see where you're if you're peaking or not. Like it's really, really cool. Like I'm and it's really pretty. Like I really like this mic. So uh, this is the first time I'm using it. That I got it last night and we're recording now, so I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm excited to hopefully get one too. I hope people listening to this don't go out and buy them now and then they get out of stock before I get paid again and can buy one. <laughs> it's true. This comes out three days before you're able to get it, before you get paid. So uh, if you guys want to be really mean, you can uh, go buy it. And if you want to be really nice, you can go to patreon.com slash FM and support Austin getting a new microphone. <laughs> so as you guys probably could tell with BJ's weird Lich King voice, this is our Dragon Quest FM Halloween spooktacular. Spooky. So last year we focused mostly on Dragon Quest like spookiest moments. This year, we thought we'll talk about the monsters because, you know, Halloween monsters, it kind of kind of goes along with that. But not just any monsters, but just the Halloween themed ones and the spooky ones spooky that make up the world of Dragon Quest. Fair warning that if you scare easily, beware. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> but not, not really. It's two dudes talking about video games, so it's not going to be very scary. <laughs> Unless, you know, you're you're scared of that, at which point we're sorry. I'm wondering why you're listening to this in the first place. That's true. Uh, they, they're probably already scared and stopped listening to this by now. The Lich King voice did it. They were like, nope, That's too true. scary. It, that did it. <laughs> Before we got in, get into listing off all of these terrifying monsters and everything, I did want to talk briefly about the Halloween events that are going on in Dragon Quest right now. Because I don't play Dragon Quest of the Stars anymore. And so I'm not sure if there's a Halloween event going on in Dragon Quest of the Stars. Do you know? 
I don't know. I uninstalled it because I needed space on my phone, and it is a massive game. So I don't actually know. I'm assuming there is because pretty much every kind of gotcha game wants to get your money (laughs) for holidays. Yeah, that makes sense. I know Dragon Quest Tact is doing one in Japan. Uh, which looks really cool. They have they have Majelli in like a little slime hat, and Mindini is all decked out for Halloween. Oh, I saw them share that on Twitter uh, today. I guess it was. Uh, yeah, and so that looks really cool. Uh, the Dragon Quest X Halloween events always look cool, and this year is the first time I'm able to uh, to participate in it. Yeah, uh, right. but I'm not sub to the game right now. But I keep seeing Ryan uh, doing it. Ryan Molina. He shares posts on Twitter from the Halloween event. I'm considering resubbing just to do the Halloween event. I mean, I did it. I resubbed to Final Fantasy 14 a few years ago just to do the Halloween event. And so I really love Halloween events in games. And the DQ10 one looks cool. Like you can even uh, switch your race and stuff as part of the Halloween event going on in DQ10 right now. That's really awesome. Like, is it a permanent thing or like, do you actually get to change your race or is it a costume thing? No, I think it's just a costume thing. I think it's like, hey, you want to be a Pucalipo for a little while? Nah. Then you talk to an NPC and it turns you into it. You want to play as a Weddy? Go for it. You want to play as an Ogre? Go for it. And then I think you can go back and talk to get changed back or change into something else. And that's kind of the way I am about Halloween events, too. Like, I love video game Halloween stuff. Like any, whether it's in an online game or a single player game, I love it when it gets to Halloween stuff. And I want to, like, I'm subscribed to World of Warcraft right now because the expansion's coming out at some point later this year. And so I'm doing a Halloween event there. I usually play a lot of Overwatch at this point where I can get new Halloween skins. This is really, I think, the first year since that game's been out that I'm not doing it because I'm having such a good time playing WoW uh, in the pre-patch. But I'm doing all the Halloween stuff. I'm killing the Headless Horseman every day. Uh, I'm going in and doing all of the Halloween zones, like the really spooky zones. That's how I'm leveling up my characters this time around because it's October and I'm going through all of the haunted zones, uh, leveling them up because you get to basically choose where you level now. So it's really cool. And I did last year or the year before, did a bunch of the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen ones too. So Yeah, cool. So Dragon Quest. Spooky monsters. Spooky, Woo! spooky stuff. Dragon Quest surprisingly has quite a few kind of Halloween-themed monsters to begin with. Yeah. I mean, even even ones that aren't maybe overtly Halloween-y still have like some creepy, cool-looking designs, uh, like the yeah. skeleton, the common skeleton enemies, the ghost, things like that. I mean, the ghost is orange and has a witch's hat, yeah. which already kind of makes it look very Halloween-ish. Uh, so BJ and I, we compiled lists of our favorite Halloween themed monsters. And we're going to be talking about uh, some of those today. We've got them listed out. Do you want to go ahead and share one of yours first? So you had put this one on there before I was able to, but you're right is the Skeleton, the uh, big skeleton dragon. Like, of course that's one of my favorite ones. Like I love skeletons and I love dragons. So what is not to love? Plus it just looks cool. Like any of the dragon models in DQ, I love. I put that one on there in anticipation of you putting it on there. Right. Because I remembered you say talking about how much you love that enemy design already. And yeah. I was like, he already likes that enemy design. And I mean, it's a dragon skeleton. That's pretty on theme with Halloween. So yeah. 
of course he's going to say Skelligan. So I was just going to save some time and go ahead and put it on there for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Saving me the, uh, the 30 seconds. Yeah. I think the first one on my list was the pumpkin night actually, which is from caravan heart. Yeah. And it looks super cool. By the way, we have some photos of these and some ones that people shared on our Twitter account. So we'll try to link yep. to that in their show notes so that you guys can just see that whole thread again if you want to see people's favorite monsters but especially their kind of spooky halloween themed monsters and pumpkin night was one of those that that i shared from the dqfm account because it just looks really cool i mean it's a it's basically a jack-o'-lantern with like a night build you know yeah like that that's really it it's a creepy looking pumpkin night <laughs> like it is very aptly named yeah it had a i thought it had a nice kind of callback in dragon quest builders 2 for the the like fall harvest event or whatever, yeah. where you're all wearing pumpkin heads. You're wearing like the jack-o'-lantern heads and running around. Man, I loved that. That was like my favorite, one of my favorite parts of that game. Yeah, it was, it was probably honestly my favorite part of the game. Like there was something about that event. It just looked so pretty and it was so fun and it was just, it was very nice. And I really liked that part of Dragon Quest Builders 2 as well, which is maybe why I like the pumpkin night. It might be. And and just for y'all who have not played DQ Builders 2, that's at the end of the first island. So you don't have to play very far into it to actually get to that event. The other one on my list that I also shared on Twitter was the Dreadnought. I mean, it's a cool skeleton looking enemy, but it's kind yeah. of but it's a little bit I don't know. It's just kind of a cool twist. It's like they took the skeleton design and made it just a little bit. I don't want to say better because I really like the skeleton designs in Dragon Quest games already, but it was kind of like they just used that to to create a new enemy, and it didn't feel, it doesn't feel just too, it doesn't feel too derivative, I guess. It's not like, you know how some Pokemon, when <laughs> you see it, you're like, oh man, that looks just like so-and-so, whatever, and it look, they look a little too similar, you know? Yeah. Like, oh man, do we really need another Pokemon that's a bunny? But Dreadnought doesn't feel that way. Like, yes, it's a skeleton enemy, but it feels unique enough from the standard skeletons that I still really like it a lot. And that one is has like this weird, goofy spike helmet on it. And so every time I see it, though, I'm like, huh, that looks different. I don't know why, but I always notice his helmet. Mm -hmm. So what's your number two? So number two for me is the Sham Hamwich. It is probably my favorite monster in dq overall because it's a pig that's a witch wearing a witch hat that casts magic that is called the sham ham witch instead of the ham sandwich and it, it apparently does magic really poorly everything about this monster is just about perfect so of course i had to include it in our spooky monsters that's because the one, it's terrifying it's the blue pig with like the yellow hat right Yes, I believe so. That's Naomi's, my oldest daughter. That's her favorite monster in all of Dragon Quest. Really? Yeah, and when we play Dragon Quest X together, there's a place that, where a lot of them spawn, and she would just waste all day going around and fighting sham hamwiches if I didn't intervene <laughs> and be like, all right, maybe let's turn the switch off, because she <laughs> loves she loved the sham hamwich. And that's actually one of my favorite monster designs, too, and so when I saw that you'd put it on your list, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't put that one on my list. And that was the first one I thought of. Uh -huh. Like at, when we were doing the the planning for this, picking out the 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 like talking about what we were going to do for Halloween. It was like, yeah, the Sham Hamwich is going on there. 
absolutely 100% immediately. And I have a figure of the Sham Hamwich, and it's one of my favorite Dragon Quest monster figures I own. That came it came in a pack that you actually got me for my birthday last year. Yeah, and it's it's to scale with like the Bring Arts figures and other figures I own, so I can so I keep them all displayed out. And every once in a while, Naomi will be like, I keep them high up on a bookcase, and Naomi will be like, "Daddy, can I play with your witch pig?" Because she calls it oh. witch pig, and. I usually let her, but like I keep a close eye on it because I really love that figure and she's four. So I don't want her like leaving it alone. And then her sisters, the twins uh, who are insane, uh, getting it and just, you know, totally eating it up because yeah, especially Nora, this is on theme with Halloween. Nora has vampire teeth, like super noticeable, little pointed vampire teeth. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've never noticed that when she I've smiles. I've never noticed. She, no. has these, she has these vampire fangs and even when we've taken our kids to the dentist, they always put like a special thing in Nora's mouth so she can't bite down because her teeth are so sharp. They're afraid of her. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like I've never noticed her having like abnormally long fangs or anything. Yeah. It's super cute. And even though she, they just turned three and even though they just turned three, I'm already like, I'll say to my wife every once in a while, like I'm already getting bummed out about the fact that she's going to lose those teeth one day and that the permanent right. teeth that come in might not be as sharp because I think it's super cute. But those vampire teeth can really like hurt. She's she's not much of a biter, but like a couple of times if she gets really angry, she'll resort to biting and um, just watch out. I've seen the mark she has left on her sisters. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that your number three monster is Nora. <laughs> yes. No. Um, but anyway, what I am saying is that I do not want my sham Hamwich figure to <laughs> be in an area where Nora can grab it and sink her fangs into it. Right. I get that. Yeah. My number three pick after pumpkin night and dreadnought is actually a character that hasn't appeared in any games, but I think is super cool. And he's known as Halloween Man. <laughs> yep, which is probably the best name, like outside of like puns and sham handwich and stuff. That is just saying, like, you know what this guy is? He's a Halloween man. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he looks like a Halloween man. You see him, and he's got like you know a jack o' lantern head. He's kind of got like a like a Michael Myers. Jason kind of like knife, you know, and he's got like yep. this, you know, blue wizard's robe on. And I mean, he just, he does look like Halloween man. And I think even, so he appears in the Akira Toriyama Dragon Quest art book is where he appears. Yep. He shows up. There's a few pages where it shows unused designs in various Dragon Quest games, monster designs. And this was one of them that I believe is from, it's from one of the first few Dragon Quests. I can't remember if it's the actual first Dragon Quest game or if it's from like two or three, but it's from one of the earlier Dragon Quest games. Super sad that they've never used it because it's a really cool design. And I think a couple of years ago when I first got the art book and was looking through it, I think I even sent you a picture of Halloween Man because it looked cool and I know you love Halloween. It's and true. I was like, hey, check this out. <laughs> he is really, really cool. And we're going to include a picture of that and some of the other stuff that was scrapped. I found a Nintendo Everything article that has that and some of the other scrapped uh, DQ monster designs uh, that are included in the art book, too. There's a link to that in the show notes. 
Yeah, and I think Halloween Man is in that Twitter thread that we have as well. So if anybody's okay. like, "Ooh, Halloween Man," I must check it out. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I use that voice to explain people being intrigued, but Ooh. because I don't know that anytime I've ever been interested in anything, I don't think I've ever like twiddled my fingers and been like, "Woohoo!" I bet you have. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I have. Maybe when I was a kid. I don't know. Like you're like a 1930s villain. Sometimes I'm sure <laughs> you have. I mean, I have a top hat and a mustache, so yeah. I mean, totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, it just goes with the territory. Like that's <laughs> that that's your persona. That's you. Yeah. So your number three pick. What is it? Is marionettes, like the wood puppets that are all creepy and move around and then just collapse into a pile as oh, they yeah. die. Yeah, those are creepy. I, those are creepy, man. And they're always like the, the best use of them are in kind of the the demon void zones, like when you get sucked into a painting or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's all like uh, the the dark abyss around you. And all of a sudden, like I know in 11, like they'll just spring up out of nowhere and attack you. Like, they're, it's super creepy. Yeah. Like, I love them. Like, marionettes, I'm glad you put that on the list because I think somebody, at least one person on Twitter mentioned marionettes as well, is because I wouldn't have thought of those necessarily when I was thinking about, like, Halloween uh, Dragon Quest monsters. But, I mean, you guys are totally right. There's, they are some of the creepiest Dragon Quest enemies just because of the the weird, like, they, they move like a water ghost in a horror movie. <laughs> I was about to say they move like the uh, like the the people in Us by Jordan Peele. They move like something out of a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. Uh, so my number four, it's not really a Halloween themed monster, but I have to put it on here. Uh, it's definitely the Hawkheart from Dragon Quest Monsters Joker <laughs> because it's this ugly featherless bird monstrosity that I will forever loathe. I don't want this pink turkey thing as my companion in that game. You have a really cute dog wolf thing as your companion, and then you upgrade it. And for some reason, it turns into this really ugly bird monster. And I will forever list Hawkheart as just the worst thing ever to happen to me in a Dragon Quest game because I hate it. And you just look at it. And if you're not familiar with a Hawkheart, Google it. And if you're if you're debating about whether or not this should be on a terrifying monsters list, just look at that creepy, weird, pink, featherless bird and tell me you wouldn't freak out if you saw that at like the end of your hallway. <laughs> like it's it's really creepy and like it's wearing armor, but somehow that makes it worse. And it's like there's a Hawkheart ace that has feathers that looks kind of regal. But when when it is just Hawkheart, it is a creepy little skinless or well not skinless but featherless turkey that should be on like monica geller's head <laughs> it reminds me of the the dark tower books by stephen king and right. in the wastelands there's uh there's an illustration if you buy like the the revised edition like hardcovers that have the il extra illustrations in them there's an right. illustration of these like pink monstrosities as they're barreling through the wastelands on blaine the mono oh uh... There's like these weird looking, like not quite birds, not quite dinosaur, like pink, sickly looking monsters. And they're all just eating huh. each other um, out there in the wastelands. And that's what Hot Cart reminds me of. <laughs> that. Or like the, have you ever seen The Village by M. Night Shyamalan? Yes, a long time ago, though. Okay, so, you know, that's one of the things is that the creepy things who live out in the woods, they keep leaving these like skinned animals, like foxes and things out inside the village. And they're all like pink yeah. looking and sickly. And, and that's what Hawk Hark reminds me of. It reminds me of the village as well. 
Yeah, I could see that. I hadn't thought about the village in a long time. Yeah, Grace and I, this is a tangent, but Grace and I actually watched it a couple of weeks ago. Grace was wanting to watch a movie and she'd never seen it and it was free with Prime. I remember not liking the village at all when I was, when it first came out and I was younger. Like I remember thinking it wasn't very good. I told her, I was like, yeah, it's an okay movie. I think it's worth watching once. And we watched it and I actually really enjoyed it. Like, like at the end of the movie when like the credits are rolling i haven't told grace yeah. i was like you know what i didn't think i liked the village but this movie actually holds up pretty well and like i think i like it a lot more in 2020 than i did when it was new i liked it when it was new that was one of the m night Shyamalan movies that i liked a lot that uh there's a you know the the happening or whatever it was is is where i really fell off as being like mm, okay but that one i really liked the village i know a lot of my friends at the time didn't but I think I've always liked it. I think I would like watching it now, too. Yeah, I think my problem, the reason I didn't like it when I was younger is because I went in wanting a scary, because the trailer makes it look like it's going to be this horror movie. Right. And then you watch the movie and it's basically just a drama. Like there's some, there might be some monsters out in the woods, but for the most part, it's just kind of a mystery and a drama. And so watching it, knowing that it's not a horror movie really and that it's just right. kind of like you know this mystery and this uh you know it's a very good cast you know brendan gleason is in it i love brendan gleason mm-hmm. uh joaquin phoenix is in it adrian brody bryce dallas howard this all of a sudden just turned into a commercial for the village it <laughs> but, did but like, i mean y'all it's need got, to go watch the village on amazon yeah, prime yeah i mean it's got like such good so many good actors in it. Sigourney Weaver is in it. I mean, come on. Jesse Eisenberg is even in it. He has like one line, I think. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize we were watching the movie. We're watching the movie and there's a dinner scene where everybody in the village is at a table. And Grace was like, wait a minute. Is that Michael Sarah? And I was like, no, it's Jesse Eisenberg, but I see how you would make that mistake. (laughs) Yeah. I could totally see it. So yeah, there's some fun village facts for you that no one asked for. <laughs> nope. So that is uh, Hawkheart in uh, <laughs> The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. So what's your number four pick? Uh, number four is I think it's the vicious slimes in Dragon Quest Eleven. I can't remember what the actual, maybe malicious and vicious, they, they gave them pre-descriptions. like uh, of what the slimes, but it was the when the world went dark and all of the monsters had red eyes. Mm-hmm. The red-eyed slimes are really, really cool. Like they were one of my favorite creepy monsters when it was supposed to like have everything be re- just turned on its head and the world be in in just terrible shape. It's like, of course, you take the happy-go-lucky thing that that everyone associates with happiness and kind of like. Happy Dragon Quest and turn it into a complete monster. Like, I loved it. Yeah. I think vicious is when they have red eyes, and then malicious is when they have green eyes. It's the red ones that I like the most, but all of those when it's dark outside with the glowing eyes, I, I really like the those monsters. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's vicious, but don't hold me to that. <laughs> I will not. And I couldn't find it. I Googled it and couldn't find it. I just remembered those uh, those prefixes. So the red-eyed slimes in Dragon Quest XI. I'm going to... I'm Googling it right now. Vicious Metal Slime. Yeah, is red eyes. Yeah, uh, those are those are creepy. Yeah, I just Googled Vicious Metal Slime DQ11, by the way. <laughs> See, I, I wasn't Googling that. I was actually Googling evil red-eyed slime because I couldn't even remember Vicious until much later. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 
Number five for me, last one on my list here is The Ghost. I mean, it's a classic, you know, we couldn't make right. a Dragon Quest Halloween monsters list without mentioning The Ghost. Um, I put in my notes here that it's like the Big Mac of Halloween DQ monsters. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it's true, though. You got you got to include it. You know, when you're talking about like classic American hamburgers, you talk about the Big Mac. When you talk about classic Halloween Dragon Quest monsters, you have to talk about the ghost. Kind of like I said earlier in the episode, you know, it has a witch's hat. It's orange. It's a ghost. I mean, it's just <laughs> perfectly on theme with Dragon Quest Halloween. Yep. And then my last one is the Dark Slime Knight. It may be one of the coolest looking monsters in any of the games where he's like on the the dark like dragon slime and he's got all of they both have these weird like dragon like wings on all of their armor. It's really cool looking. Dark slime night. Yeah, I don't um, I'm having a hard time remembering that one, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a purple. It's a purple slime with like red tattooy type eyebrows on it with like dragon wings coming off of it. And the slime knights wearing like evil dragon armor. Like it looks cool. Google it. Yeah, I'm actually Googling it right now. Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah, that one's from the monster series. Huh? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I may have just never seen that one, to be honest with you. I don't remember where I saw it or if I've just seen the art for it or if I saw it in games, but I know that one stuck with me as just being like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Cool deal. So those are BJ and my favorite Dragon Quest Halloween monsters, but we're going to talk about some of your favorite Dragon Quest Halloween monsters right after we have some shameless Halloween self-promotion. It's so shameless, it's spooky. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Thanks, thanks. So we have a Patreon page. You can find that at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. You can get all sorts of goodies by joining our Patreon community. You can get a Dragon Quest FM sticker. We have yearly gifts, including a Dragon Quest FM mini metal mug. That's super awesome. I've enjoyed sending that out to some of our patrons here lately who've passed that one year mark. You get some Discord roles. You get access to a ton of exclusive mini-sodes that are only available on the Patreon page. You also have access to the monthly Press Start digital magazine that's all about video games, which kind of brings us to our next point, is because the Halloween issue of Press Start Magazine is out now. It is out now. And as a bonus for you guys through the end of the year, y'all get uh, membership to this. We'll post it up on the Dragon Quest FM Patreon. I have not done so uh, as of this recording, but as of y'all listening to this, it will be there. Uh, it has all sorts of stories about Halloween games and spooky games and even games for Halloween that aren't spooky and are for cowards, as Data Error says. So, uh, like him. And so it is a very good issue, and y'all should uh, definitely check it out and uh, consider uh, subscribing by the end of the year to it, too. Yeah, definitely. So... Getting back into our discussion about Halloween monsters, neither one of us put this on the list, but I wanted to make sure we mentioned it. And that's the mummy, the Dragon Quest mummies. Those are very cool. When I saw that in the thread, I was like, oh, yeah, there are mummies. Yeah, I shared that one 
on our account as one of our images because I was like, yeah, that's definitely, you know, Halloween themed. But then whenever I was just compiling my list, I guess when you were compiling yours, mummy just didn't make the cut, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk about Halloween themed Dragon Quest monsters without at least mentioning the mummy for a second here, because I mean, it's a mummy, it's Halloween. You, you gotta love it. Right. And mummies aren't one of my favorite monsters in general. Mummy movies don't really do anything for me. So I just like, well, yeah, it's a mummy. It's a Halloween thing, but Eh, that's it. I love the Brendan Fraser mummy movies. Well, yeah, I guess uh, those those aren't horror movies, though. Maybe not the last one where they recast Rachel Weisz's character. It's been so long. I mean, I don't remember what you're talking about, but I'm sure I liked it when it was new. It was like the Dragon Emperor, I think is what it was called. Um, they recast Rachel Weisz and she had absolutely zero chemistry, chemistry huh. with Brendan Fraser. And the movie just wasn't good. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just... I mean, would I pay to see a new Brendan Fraser mummy movie? Of course, but but that one wasn't so great. Oh yeah, 100%. I've still not seen the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, I haven't either. And I would say the first Brendan Fraser mummy movie tried to be horror, but it's just between Brendan Fraser's kind of like comedic timing and some of the more like Indiana Jones type uh, like right. tropes that they put into the movie, it felt more adventure like an adventure movie which yeah. is why the mummy returns just became like full-on adventure movie <laughs> yeah. which is fine those are good movies and they're not scary mummies but eh. yeah i don't know there's a scene in the first mummy movie where the character he loses his glasses and he's he's going around in the darkness looking for the glasses and the mummy finds him to like suck out his like humanity or whatever you know that happens in those movies yeah that, that Definitely scared me when the movie first came out. And even now, it's a pretty well done scene. I mean, and also doesn't help that he like he takes the guy's eyeballs. You remember that? No. Because it always bugs me because I'm like, they took out the guy with glasses eyeballs. And that's like the part of him that he took to like reform into a mummy or whatever, from into a human from a mummy. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, so it's like, why would you take that guy's Why eyes? would you take that guy's eyes? Yeah. Like, why don't you take that guy's like mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Didn't make sense to me. Um, so on Twitter, lots of people shared their favorite monsters. A lot of people uh, shared killing machines or variations of the killing machine. Yeah. And I was surprised by how many people like killer robots in their Dragon Quest games. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought about those as creepy. But I mean, I totally understand people listing them like those are horrific monsters that if you were to see out, you would be like, oh, yeah, that I'm dying. I'm dead. Like that's there's no way around it. Yeah. And so many people shared those, though. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. Quite a few people shared marionettes. I know uh, Dan from Game Apartment 1C shared the dark skeletons, you know, which are mm -hmm. like the reskins. They're just darker versions of some of the enemies that exist in those games, which are like really cool. I always enjoyed those. Um, also wanted to talk about Tricky Devil from Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah. Matt Ryback shared that one and uh, was talking about the voice actor with like the hilarious, like crazy voice that the guy uses. You remember that part? It's very early in Dragon Quest Eleven where it's just the Luminary and Eric and the Tricky Devil. It's like, it's not really a boss fight, but it's kind of like a, like a pseudo boss fight. Yep. I do really like that one. Yeah, and so Matt Ryback mentioned that on Twitter about how he thought it was hilarious, and then looking back, it was probably one of those scenes that really hooked him into Dragon Quest. And yeah. I, I totally relate to that as well, because that was one of those moments for me too, where I was like, 
maybe Dragon Quest XI is my favorite video game now. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. And Super Mustache Pika included the Cannabox, which is, of course, the Cannabox. Like, I almost listed it and uh, all the uh, variations on it. The color variations of the mimics and Cannaboxes are just awesome in DQ. And I think it's the eyes that do it. I think that seeing the creepy eyes on the inside of the Cannaboxes, that's what does it for me to, to really like them. So I really like that Super Mustache Pika uh, talked about that when it brought it up. Yeah, and it's kind of the closest thing that any of these monsters have to jump scares. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, I always get super frustrated in Dragon Quest games because I'm like, especially there's moments when, you know, you're low on health and you know you need to, you should leave this dungeon and go yep. get healed. But there's a treasure chest and you're like, oh, cool. Well, I, I'll I'll take the chance of like walking across here, getting into a random enemy encounter and opening this chest. I can probably survive one more battle. And of course you get into a random fight along the way to the the chest and you're like, okay, not too bad. I'll just evac as soon as I open this chest. And then you open the chest and and it's one of those, it's a can of box. And he totally starts sending like thwack on all of your party. And then you wipe and you're like, no, I should have just left the dungeon. (laughs) That exact thing happened to me in seven, not long before I uh, ended up stopping playing it. And uh, I know where it just made me close my 3DS and be like, "Mm -mm, not going to happen because it was able to thwack every one of my characters. Yeah. And I I was just like, how, 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 I hate this. (laughs) And I did it like, I totally, I I totally with them on, uh, on, (laughs) on the can of box. Yeah. I also wanted to mention lamplings uh, Mm -hmm. for just a second, because those, I think Jennifer Wood put that on, uh, on our Twitter account, but lamplings very much look kind of like a Halloween, kind of like a jack-o'-lantern type thing. Yep. I think those only come out at night, right? I think so. Like I'm thinking about them outside of uh, cobblestone in DQ 11. Yeah, I am too. They're, they're in Dragon Quest 10 as well. Um, and I know I've seen them at night, so, but I'm not sure if that means they're only out at night. <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking. That's why I thought about the, uh, um, the ghosts earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Matisse Thibel's dad, uh, mentions the, uh, I don't even know the name of this one, the Grim Reaper ghosts. I can't remember the name, but they, uh, ended up getting me a lot in DQ builders too. The kind of floating, uh, ghost with, uh, creepy face and a bat on its head with a scythe. Oh that yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. No, uh, that orange... was like a really good one. And those were legit terrifying before you leveled up a bunch in DQ builders too, because if you were out at night, those, uh, those would kill you. Yeah. That's a like, good, I one. don't remember what they're called though. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called either, but yeah, definitely remember, uh, those being a pain in the tuchus, uh, and uh-huh. those builders. Yeah. So thank you guys, everybody who shared, spooky things with us and shared monsters we enjoyed seeing them it gave us some good ideas uh for things to bring up in today's show just monsters that bj and i didn't necessarily think of or include on our list so special thanks to anybody and everybody who responded in that thread and shared some dragon quest monsters with us uh those are all really cool and did want to mention uh one last time that your wife and I are not having a pumpkin carving contest this year. You're not. Um, and it's because I challenged her and she just said, Austin, 
you were too good last year, too much competition, so I'm going to have to bow out this time. That's that's exactly what happened. It is not true at all. She did not say not, that. She did not. But, <laughs> but you did share the contest from last year with Square Enix, and they said that you were both winners. They did, which was very patronizing of them. <laughs> it's true, because, because yours was definitely the loser. Because I was not a winner. <laughs> <laughs> It made me really love their community manager. Whoever it was that wrote that, I was like, I really, really, truly appreciate that. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to end on that pumpkin carving note here, since it is the Dragon Quest Halloween episode. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out with us today, joining us, listening to our Dragon Quest FM Halloween special. Uh, if you want to talk to us directly on Twitter, you can do that. We are at Dragon Quest FM. You can talk to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dragon Quest FM. If you want to talk to me directly on Twitter, you can do that. I am at Dragon Quaston. I also have a regular Dragon Quest blog. That is at dragonquestaustin.com. And be sure to check out my other podcast, JRPGs and Me. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beach. I have another podcast, the Geek to Geek podcast at geek2geekcast.com. And join us on Slack and Discord at geek2geekmedia.com. <laughs> did you did you get that out of your system? I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Now it's out of my system.